0: Hello and welcome to episode 161 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, it is once again time for that February crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Before we get to the craziness, a quick COVID update as I spent a few nights on the road since our last episode. One of those nights was in Warner Robins, Georgia at the Hilton Garden Inn, which I have stayed at I don't know how many times over the years. There was still a plexiglass riot shield across the check-in desk and the lone desk attendant was wearing a mask. But there was a sign stating that if you were vaccinated, wearing a mask was completely optional no request to see anybody's vaccination cards the next stop was Valdosta Georgia there was no plexiglass riot shields anywhere in sight none of the employees were wearing masks and strangers actually rode in the elevators together and the difference between Warner Robins and Valdosta the distance I should say is probably 120 miles at most so two very ends of the spectrum when it came to the hotels but one interesting conversation that I had with the desk clerk Hank in uh, valdosta was about the ten dollar property credit that hilton now offers in lieu of their free breakfast and he went on to tell me that it is for each person in your party so if you're traveling with two people that's 20 bucks and it is per day so when you check in you've got 10 bucks to grab a seven dollar blue moon beer out of the cooler if you wish and then possibly have 10 bucks left for breakfast the next day but we went on to talk about the future of this property credit and most road warriors despise it but Hank says it's here to stay there's no plans to go back to the free breakfast uh, which is one of the reasons that I enjoy Hilton Garden Inn is they have a great made to order breakfast but it looks like that property credit is here to stay for quite a while On to this month's Crazy Travel Roundup. This first story is a guarantee that there will continue to be entries for the monthly Crazy Roundup in the future. Frontier and Spirit, if you haven't heard this, announce a merger creating one huge ultra-low-cost airline. From a podcast content standpoint, this is comedy gold as this gives existing Spirit customers new routes to display their charm, their craziness, as well as their political and COVID beliefs. From a business development standpoint, this might not be that bad of a thing. Frontier has about 3% of the air travel market. Spirit comes in right around 2%. Individually, neither one of these airlines will be able to take on the big four. But combined, they might, just might gain a bit of ground on the remaining 95% of the market. No word on who's gonna take the lead on this, if it's gonna be Frontier or Spirit, but smaller airline mergers are nothing new. Southwest Airlines did the same thing in 2011 when they merged with AirTran after AirTran and ValueJet merged in 1997 after the huge ValueJet debacle in the Everglades in 1996. Worst case, think of this as a giant discount mall in the sky. I myself, I have not rented a car in almost two years, so I'd like to think that I am partly responsible for some of the rental car struggles that they seem to be going through, more specifically Hertz, because that's my rental car of choice. In May of 2020 Hertz filed for bankruptcy the same month Hertz like most businesses in bankruptcy that need cash they decided to sell stuff. And one of the things that they sold was their fleet of 650 horsepower 2019 Z06 Sunshine Yellow Corvettes. Talk about a fire sale. I think they sold out of those vets in less than 24 hours. After that, there were supply chain struggles. They set in with lack of inventory, right? We've all experienced that as travelers arrived at their destination only to find that their reservation, their reserved car, wasn't there. You know, think Jerry Seinfeld when Jerry said, It seems you know how to take the reservation, you just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Anybody can just take a reservation. And then the struggles expanded as Hertz began filing police reports, charging customers with car theft after they had rented cars. And part of this was due to a computer glitch. Customers' credit cards were close to their credit limit and it's typically when you rent a car, they throw a huge hold on that that card or that account, and somehow that triggered it, put it over the credit limit, and that somehow, not sure, translated into car theft. Well, then there's Drew Caesar of Colorado. Hertz actually had Drew arrested for stealing a car that was rented in Georgia. Drew was arrested, despite the fact that Drew had never rented from Hertz ever or been to Georgia. So there is a class action suit against Hertz for sending customers to jail for no good reason. Hopefully Drew is part of that suit, but at last count, there was three or 400 people in that suit. Earlier in February, View from the Wing posted, emergency landing after American Airlines crew member hits erratic passenger with a coffee pot. Here's the 30,000-foot view. An American Airlines flight from LA to Washington National was diverted to Kansas City after an erratic passenger tried to open the first-class aircraft door during flight. Not sure why people try to do this. It's never, ever, ever gonna happen. But in a perfect world, this passenger would get put immediately on the yet-to-be-established federal no-fly list that we talked about last month. But View from the Wing went on to add passengers assisted cabin crew in subduing the man. One flight attendant hit him with a coffee pot, causing him to bleed while passengers continued to hold him down. And I personally am willing to bet that that coffee pot was filled with a whole bunch of anger, and that flight attendant's anger of every single unruly passenger that wouldn't fasten their seatbelt wouldn't wear their mask and that passenger that just happened to destroy the lavatory located in the airplane's galleys hats off to everyone involved in this one here's a story of another diverted flight but this time it's not due to an unruly passenger an air asia flight heading across Malaysia was diverted due to a snake that's right Samuel L Jackson a real MF snake on a real MF plane The flight was diverted, no one was bitten and when asked for comment, the pilot replied, this is a very rare incident, which can occur on any aircraft from time to time, something about the word rare in the phrase from time to time in the same sentence, just doesn't sit right with me, but apparently in Malaysia, anything goes, but here's my take when it comes to snakes, there's two kinds of snakes, there is a chicken snake and there is a Cobra. And either it has a chicken in its mouth or it's a Cobra. This next one comes to us from a new source, The Drive. And it involves, of course, thank you, Florida, the Orlando Airport and a Florida woman. Not Florida man, but a Florida woman. Woman on motorized suitcase sparks police chase inside Florida Airport. Chelsea is a Florida woman. And the reason that I know her name is Chelsea is that the Orlando officer, Andrew Mamone, Said it at least 20 times during the three-minute body camping. Chelsea had been overserved, and the gate attendant claimed that she did not want somebody so intoxicated on the flight. After Officer Mamone arrived and attempted to calm things down, Chelsea flipped Officer Mamone the finger, called him a couple choice words, and then hopped, yes, hopped on her suitcase and fled the scene. Mamone gave Chelsea every break in the book before they finally cuffed her and placed her in the back of a patrol car this guy was literally pleading with this woman just leave the airport and you won't get arrested but guess what she couldn't do it well once she got into the police car she allegedly began ripping the car's headliner out and then allegedly going big potty in the back seat Chelsea was eventually released on jail on a $13,000 bond and apparently rode home on her suitcase. And if you've never seen these suitcases, they're not cheap. They're about 1,500, 1,600 bucks. And I'm sure, Mamone, this was the last thing that this guy wanted to deal with this day. I mean, they literally, like I said, was begging for her to just leave the airport and Chelsea, she couldn't do it. Now, this next story is not completely travel related, but it does involve a travel destination and two other biggies, Drunken, Naked Brawl breaks out at Disney World and Wild Scene. Thank you Florida, or possibly thank you Jersey Shore after some of the highlights of this one. The evening started with two sisters from New Jersey grabbing dinner at a Disney Springs Steakhouse, probably the STK Steakhouse. And if you're ever in Disney Springs and you want a good steak, STK's the place to go. And then they headed over to the Irish pub for drinks. Of course, that would have to be Ragland Road. Well, when the sisters were ready to go back to their off property hotel, they found that their phone had died. So they summoned a Disney security guard who helped to call them an Uber. So Stuber Uber arrived and refused to take them saying that they were too drunk. So what did that security guard do next? Is he called the taxi? Well, while they were waiting for the taxi, the pair began arguing of course they did the older sister called the younger sister a bad mom slapped her in return the younger sister allegedly threatened to punch her the security guard said that one female slapped the other in the face at that point both females began punching slapping and pulling each other's hair the security guard pulled the two drunk women apart but in true trashy reality style fashion They rushed back at each other, at which time the older sister slipped in the younger sister's vomit and fell into the bushes. According to the security guard, the younger sister ran a few feet away, took off her dress, exposing her breast, and shortly after that, they began punching each other again. Finally, around 12.40 a.m., the sheriffs arrived to find the younger sister screaming and crying near the Cirque du Soleil tent. She was stripped down to only her underwear and sandals, according to the court papers. The pair was arrested for misdemeanor domestic violence, battery, and disorderly intoxication. State attorney declined to pursue criminal charges. And of course, each of the sister didn't sustain any injuries because no drunk people ever do. And they also requested the other not be prosecuted. When the police questioned the younger sister, all she wanted to talk about was how she didn't like her older sister's boyfriend. Just remember people, no matter where you go in Florida to party, there will always be some drunk girl alone in the corner crying. Growing up, my mom always told me that you could tell a lot about a person on how they dress. Well, Wendy Aaron's from McSweeney posted this tongue in cheek article, airline passengers as explained by their pants. And honestly, there's some truth to this. If you see somebody in wool suit pants, More than likely, they will board before you. If they're in pleated dockers, they will talk loudly on their cell phone about ROIs and vertical markets. If they happen to be wearing pajama bottoms, they will be flying either to or from a city with a senior frogs. Sweatpants with the Dallas Mavericks logo, they will clog one or more of the bathrooms. Stained yoga pants, they will be carrying a screaming child. If you see someone in stained jamboree pants, that will be the screaming child. If they're wearing jeans with rhinestones or bedazzled, they will get wasted on tequila and Sprite and graze the flight attendant's breast. Tight black stretch pants, they will be a pharmaceutical rep, more than likely named Morgan. If you see someone in camouflage cargoes, they will probably have a carry-on that's a styrofoam cooler sealed with duct tape. Uh, Base slacks, they will nervously clutch a book about how liberals are destroying America swim trucks if you see somebody in swim trunks they will be escorted off the plane by the federal air marshal for doing something gross to the beverage cart somebody in casual jeans they will be that federal air marshal and if they happen to be in an orange jumpsuit they did not pay for their own flight so wendy good job i think there is some truth in that uh, especially the pajama pants part and especially living in florida Here is this month's first entry from Live and Let's Fly, Man Faces Prison After Urinating in Galley on Southwest Airlines Flight. 33-year-old Samson Hardridge needed to use the lavatory shortly after takeoff on a Southwest flight from Dallas to Burbank. Both lavatories were occupied, so he stood in the galley to wait for one to open up. And if you didn't know this, standing in the galley area is typically frowned upon by the flight crew, especially when they are preparing for the beverage service. So they asked Hardridge to wait in the aisle. Well, this did not sit too well with Hardridge, so he answered their question by asking his own question to the two female flight attendants. And his question was, would you like to see my penis? Well, as one could guess, they declined, so Hardridge just pulled it out anyway and urinated in the corner of the galley, after which he called the flight attendants dumb bitches. And from there, the flight attendants asked that the plane be diverted immediately, in which time they headed to Albuquerque, and Hardridge was arrested. It's still at this point not clear if he was intoxicated, but Hardridge now faces a maximum fine of $250,000 and a jail sentence of 20 years, Stay tuned, more info on this one to come, I guarantee it. One last entry from Thank You Florida Dateline Orlando, drunk man tased and tackled after attacking woman and children at Orlando International Airport. Ryan Martin, age 34 from Yonkers, New York, was at gate 46, and that is the United Terminal, that's not the Southwest Terminal, where we saw Chelsea or heard about Chelsea riding her motorized luggage. This is the United Terminal and at Gate 46. This is where this incident unfolded. Officers were, were called to United Gate 46 for a report of a man who had just hit a woman as well as a United Gate agent. There's a video. There's always a video nowadays. And more often than not, the video is shot in portrait mode. So, people, this isn't TikTok. Hold your phone horizontal. Please, please, please jessica smith filmed the close to eight minute video where martin can be heard screaming are you effing serious while he's inside the gangway prior to the police arriving yes he managed to get the gangway door open when martin finally walks into camera view he shouts nobody touch me before adding i'm gonna put on a mother effing show well Martin not only put on a show, he was the star of it after officers deployed a stun gun and popped him multiple times. And all this started when Martin decided to day drink at the airport. And we've talked about this. Well, this manifested into him pushing a woman and a child and finished up with child charges of child abuse, disorderly intoxication, domestic violence, battery, as well as resisting an officer with violence. In case you're curious, as we tend to do here in Florida, the passengers in the gate area applauded when the sheriff officers arrived. And today's motto is, remember, Florida, come on vacation, leave on probation. In a recent Points Guy post, they asked the pretty simple question, do business credit cards impact my credit score? And the article went on to sum it up with this if your business card activity not just the hard inquiry for opening the account but the actual account activity is on an ongoing basis it appears on your personal credit port it will have the same impact as the rest of your credit cards no duh well here's my take on business credit cards i have one it's safely stowed away someplace in my dresser cannot remember the last time I used it. And for all I know, it's probably past its expiration date. The reason I don't use it is that I don't get the points. I'm not sure who does, but it's not me. Now at my previous company, I didn't travel quite as much, but when I did travel, they did all the reservations. And in 1990s, early nineties, there was no internet and booking travel required you to make several phone calls. You had to call the airline, you had to call a hotel, you had to call the rental car company. Or you could just make a single call to a travel agency that handled everything. Well, in my case, I called Betty at headquarters and told her the destination and the dates. And she took care of the reservations. At the end of the month, the company paid the bill, or so I thought they did. And all I had to do was submit an expense report for my daily per diem. Well, several years after I had moved on, a fellow employee brought to light what was actually happening. It turns out that Betty was one of the VP secretaries or actually the VP secretary. And this was long before the title of administrative assistant. Betty was booking all the travel through one specific travel agency. And that specific travel agency was owned by the wife of the VP, which really in itself isn't a bad thing long as the prices were competitive. But it turned out that the VP was paying for all the travel with his own credit card and then submitting the expense reports for reimbursement. And as you probably have guessed by now, the VP was getting all of those reward points. Well, that's it. That's the February crazy travel roundup. Not sure what the next episode will be. Check back in a couple weeks. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com travel stories. Leave me a message on Anchor. Shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.